and welcome to Illumination Bureau, where we hope to enlighten you with all of the hidden stuff that you don't know about careers in creative. This is Katherine Lankline and Kristen Harris, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this since 2005, and we've learned a lot of things that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. Hey, Catherine. Yes? Do you ever hire for culture fit? Well used to. (laughs) (laughs) And I I think um, mostly because that is kind of what, um, oh gosh, it's just been like the hot thing to say, you know, I, this person's a culture fit. We need to hire for culture. We have a culture, 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 culture. And we have been um, super indoctrinated to believe that that was the way to go. And there's a lot of merit to that. So I don't want to poo-poo the whole concept because, I mean, I think there's nothing better than um, working with people that you like and is fun, but there is a little bit of a twist to that. So yeah, I think it. I think what is super important about is like what culture really means, and right. I think it's become such a shortcut or almost sometimes an excuse. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's a it's an easy reason to like not hire someone. Yes, without really digging deep and and thinking about or admitting why you don't want to right and so it's just become this like shortcut but um you know there's a lot of conversation going on there right now yeah. and and, and we have seen a lot of that where you know we because we send out candidates we you know mm-hmm. we find you know work for creative people and we'll ask so what do you think and they immediate response is well they weren't a culture fit and it's it is a little bit of a you know it's kind of a cop out. It's a cop out. Yeah. You know, and we, we really would like to know why. And it's it's not because we're nosy or anything or because we will think bad of you. Um, but it really, you know, for the most part, really helps us to get this person in the right job and help you find the right person if this is what you're going to, you know, the, the ground you're going to stand on. And um, it might help the candidate, too, because ultimately it's like, well, what are they doing? You know, in some cases yeah. that they're not um, a culture fit, but sometimes it's not always that cut and dry. Yeah. And so, you know, there's been a lot of interesting conversation going on this summer. And some of the things that we've learned just doing a lot of listening is that sometimes that phrase culture fit from the other side, especially maybe to like a person of color Mm -hmm. can essentially be interpreted as you're not like us. Right. And, you know, which sound which is bad. It sounds it sounds horrible. It sounds horrible when, <laughs> but, when you say it that way and, and that's how it feels, mm-hmm. but also that may be true. Right. And I think you're so shortchanging yourself on who you could be adding to your team if that's your only filter. Right. Right. And um, uh, people, you know, it, it, it's very easy and it's, you know, a little bit of unconscious bias. It's a little bit of um, people just wanting to hire people that are just like them or they're maybe they're younger than them and they want to mentor them. It's like, Oh, that reminds me of me when I was that age. It's a, it's a easy uh, quagmire to fall into for sure. Um, and that's when, you know, it's kind of the, from our listening and things like that. And that perspective has changed for us a lot because let's say, for example, you know, you have, um, and I'll just speak, you know, from uh, a standpoint of having a woman owned business, it's super easy for me to look at a younger female and just say, you know what, that's a, a mini me and I love her. And I think she's going to do great here because I did, I've done great here, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I, I think I just want to keep fueling that fire for growth and things like that. But if somebody was presented to me that was completely different than me, and we don't have a ton applying, which is a different podcast altogether. But, um, 
what would my perspective be in that regard? Would I just look at this other person and just say, you know what, I just I don't they wouldn't fit because they're not like me. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the big thing. And we don't, like you said, you don't want to discount culture. I mean, mm-hmm. culture is great. Culture is all about like who you are as a business and right. what you know what people do when you're not looking and all of those things and how you bond together. You just want to make sure the culture isn't excluding people. Right, and let's say for example, because you know there was and I don't know if there still is a um, definition of culture that involved um, foosball tables and you know beanbag chairs and things like that the beer cart the beer cart yeah what if you're the best candidate is technically somebody that doesn't drink maybe has is older and has an injury and doesn't can't sit in a beanbag chair or they have no desire for that and never have played foosball in their life are they excluded because they're not a culture fit? You know, that's, that's kind of the question we're asking here. Right. They're just, they're not going to fit with their culture, but they could be amazing additions. So do you want to exclude people because they don't play foosball or drink beer? Right. Are those really the reasons you want to not hire a great candidate? Yeah. And uh, now if they can't do the job, that's a totally different (laughs) conversation. Right. But like, are you really not wanting to hire them because they don't play foosball? Right. And are are, are, your, your culture always involved in like maybe going out on Friday for happy hour? What if the best candidate is uh, a mother that wants to get home and spend some time with either her kids or uh, a person that loves their spouse and would like to get home to them after a long week, are they automatically excluded because they don't fit your culture? Yeah. Um, and it's, it, again, super easy to say, you know what? I don't think Bob would fit in here because, you know, he has other, you know, other things to do. And this is kind of what we do. Um, or just think about how much um, uh, uh, the earth shakes if you have like an all white male company and then a, a very qualified black female applies you know you could easily easily say you know what she's not going to fit in here because this is a guys club and we right. like to you know talk like guys and dress like guys and I, th- I think for her sake we're not going to hire her yeah you know and that's the area we're talking about and it's it's tough to kind of convince people to say just give it a shot but dang some of these people are great right and then the other side of it or the other thing that happens is that person does get hired mm-hmm. because you know, people understand the value of mm-hmm. bringing in, you know, other points of view and different people. Like, they get it. They've seen the studies. They're like, yes, we want a diverse team. We're going to hire different people of all sorts mm-hmm. and, and have this great diverse team. But if they aren't making sure their culture is inclusive, right. then those people don't stay. No. They don't feel welcomed. Like, you you invited them in, but you didn't really make them feel welcome. And after a year or two, they just go away. Yeah. And what's and the first thing people say? Retain, retaining <laughs> people, you know. The first thing they say is, uh, that wasn't a culture fit, you know. Yep. And Well, they weren't really a culture fit. Right. Oh, well. Yep. Right. And so the conversation now is switching to values. That's what yeah. we'd like to propose today. Higher on values instead. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter if they pay foosball or you know, drink beer or whatever. It matters if they, they live your values, right. if they really believe in the same things you believe in and the same, you know, quality of work and the way you treat customers and all the, what whatever it is that is the values of your business. Mm-hmm. If everyone believes and lives in those values, it doesn't really matter all the other stuff. It's all kind of ancillary. Right. And some people might go play foosball and some people might go, knit together at lunch it Mm -hmm. doesn't really matter they're all 
upholding the values and treating customers the same way and treating right. each other the same way. That's what really matters. So it's a matter of, you know, pulling out your values and uh, weighing everybody against those particular things versus anything else that you have going on in your office. So if what you were like, you know, a successful person here is really driven or they're really accountable, that's who we need to hire for. That's the sort of questions you ask in those interviews are, are questions that are based around those particular things, not, hey, what do you think about, you know, minor league baseball or something like that? You know, not yeah. everybody's going to be on board with that, but more people are driven or accountable or expect excellence or, or things like that. And, and that's really the, the questions you should, should be asking. Yeah. And it can be challenging when you're interviewing to get down to values. You know, you, you just have to ask a lot of questions that try to get them to tell you, mm -hmm. you know, stories or examples of, of things they've done that would be in line with what you're looking for. Um, I don't know how exactly you translate this to hiring, but there's the um, example of orchestras that wanted to oh, yeah. diversify, have more, really more female um, musicians. And so they started having them audition behind a screen. So you couldn't see you mm -hmm, know, what they looked mm -hmm. like. They just came in and they even had to have them take their shoes off. Right. You could tell from the sound of their shoes. So, you know, people come in behind a screen, they play, they chose the best people. It turned out some were women, some were men. It was great. The orchestra is much more diverse. So how you could do that with hiring, it's almost like, I mean, I'm not saying literally, but it's almost <laughs> like you kind of want to interview people behind a screen. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't need to see what you look like. I don't need to know what your family situation, your activity, your gender, any of that is I just need to know how you align with these values. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so if you can somehow screen off everything else and just focus on that, that I feel like that's how you would get to the right people that really would, you know, fit with and uphold your culture, what really Absolutely. is your culture. And you could um, start essentially by looking at the resume, looking for evidence of all those things that are based on your values. You know, does this based on their career, do they fit our values? You know, some of the accomplishments that I've done, does that fit our values? And then maybe it's a phone call, you know, where it's not a video call, it's just a phone call, just to hear the person talk about themselves and their accomplishments. Do they sound like they're a really good fit? Um, and then start taking it to the next level where maybe it's in person and then really kind of digging into it more. But um, part of that whole making them want to stay too, it's like when you are reviewing them and things like that, base it on your values, not whether or not they're, um, a fun person to hang around or necessarily, you know, they're, they do great here because of, you know, personality things or, um, culture fit sort of things. What is it, does it, do they do their job based on your values and, you know, judge them based on that, you know, or score them or whatever, and, um, base promotions on that as far as, you know, dictating what the, the values are throughout your entire company. Yeah. And, and I think doing that consistently across your whole company, yes. like not just that person is, you know, being reviewed and promoted and, and reprimanded or whatever based on values, but everyone is mm -hmm. because, you know, again, I think that's what builds your culture. But right. like you said, if you have the, you know, fun person who's always organizing the happy hours and they're getting a lot of promotions, like that's not really in line with your values. Right. If, right. You know whatever a value is, is something that this other person is always exhibiting, but they're not seeing success from it. You know, it has to be applied equally mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. everyone. Right, 
Right. And what better way to do it too? I mean, these are your the values of your company. And if people are really excelling in that, who's who's a better person for your company than somebody who just exudes that? Exactly. I think so. I mean, I think, like you said, I think that culture, I think the the phrase and the concept of culture fit is very well-meaning. I think it just somehow along the way got all meshed in with, like you said, like ping pong and Mm -hmm. foosball and beer carts and, you know, whatever else. And that became culture, but Mm -hmm. I don't think it is. I mean, it's just your office environment, right? Right. Like that's not really the culture of your company. It's really, uh, it can turn into a lot of goofing off, which if you own a company, that's not necessarily what you were thinking. I think when you've decided to do it, it's like, no, I just want my team to be happy. Um, but is anything they're doing right now, um, you know, promoting our values at all? You yeah, know? I think it just got muddy. Like the idea of culture was very smart and well-meaning in the beginning, but it got really muddy of what that mm-hmm. became. Yeah, And now it's this, you know, you sort of have this vision of like a Silicon Valley company and all of that stuff, you yeah. know, and that's their culture. But that's not really what culture meant right I think it just sort of turned into that and I think this idea of like values is what culture Mm -hmm. means but it it got all messy yeah and and I've had countless conversations with business owners and you probably have too where in some instances they have um, employees that are not doing a great job but doggone it they like them and they like everything about them and they like their family and they are they just got a little too close emotionally and sometimes having a group of people that are all culture based kind of gets you into that because you it's hard to if if you're judging someone based on what they can do for the company and their value to the company and the values that they are you know exuding it's it's much easier to keep a person that is doing that and and grading people on that system Mm -hmm. versus whether or not somebody is a great person and they um, score really well in the softball game or they're in your book club and um, you go out on the weekends and hang out and things like that. And there's, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm just saying it, it starts making it, like you said, really muddy um, when that those lines are getting crossed and you're the person that's either owns a company or you're on the leadership team in some way. Yeah. And like you said, at the end of the day, none of that matters it to the company. Nope. And it's nice, like, if you have a softball team and some people want to play mm-hmm. on it, that's great. But as long as people don't feel like they have to. Or right. Like that's how you are included, and that's how you get in, and that's how you succeed, mm-hmm. and that's how you get promoted and whatever else. Yeah, I don't golf, so therefore I'm not going to succeed here. So I, I guess mean, that's I'm a little scary. Well here, right? <laughs> and so no one should ever feel that way. It's okay to have activities and fun and people like each other, but it should never be what the success of the company is based on. Right, right. And I think even worse, like your example, even worse is like the person who's kind of toxic, but you still keep them because, mm-hmm. you know, everybody likes them and they organize the happy hours. Right. <laughs> they're like failing or they're, right. they're causing issues even, but somehow you're keeping them because they're part of the culture. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, we, you know, we can't do that. <laughs> exactly. And there's a lot to be said about having just... um just diversity in general uh, in your in your company because it it really opens your thinking a lot um the one things that we have seen kind of um unfold like in the past few years too is um where people just didn't think they were doing something wrong 
Um, and that's like in, you know, the selling of merchandise that might be offensive to somebody or, or things like that. It's like, I, I didn't, you know, some people very innocently walk in and say, I didn't, I didn't see that. And the idea is you are trying to sell to everybody, you know, and if everybody on your team is exactly the same, the message is going to be exactly the same. And you're only going to hit a small target of people, small target of consumers. What if that suddenly changes that, you know, you get this whole other group of people over here, you know, whatever it is, men, women, black, white whatever if you just thought about it a little differently yeah if your internal team looked like your customer base exactly right exactly you whoever you sell to like i want to sell to everybody no it looks like more like you're trying to just sell to you know this particular group group. yeah Yeah, absolutely and and that's any you know group it could be a minority group or Mm -hmm, whatever like mm -hmm. if you want a broad customer base your team should probably reflect Reflect that that. absolutely absolutely I mean, I guess at the end of the day, we're really just making a cult, a, a case that, you know, culture, we, <laughs> we've just stopped ourselves from really using that term culture, fit, <laughs> mostly because, not because it's bad, no, but because it's become an easy shortcut. And yes. so we want to know really what is not a fit. Mm-hmm. If you say, I don't think this person is a culture fit, we want to ask like, great, what do you mean when you say that? Right. And it could be skills. You heard they stole from someone (laughs) or they didn't show up on time or they don't have the skill set. Like those are three really different issues. Right. You know, so we need to know more. What do you mean when you say that? Mm Because that's just such a vague term It's it's become so broad and And like you said, just a kind of a cop out. In the beginning, maybe it wasn't, but I Mm -hmm. think it has become. And so, you know, we just really want to focus on digging into values and making sure we're bringing in people that have the right values and that fit but then also like when we hear, hear that term you know culture fits like what what does that really mean mm-hmm. like let's dig into a little more or are we looking for people maybe to add to your culture so what is your culture so that we can add to it you know like there's different ways to tackle it but I guess just not taking that culture fit as an answer because it kind of isn't an answer no. anymore thank you so much for joining us at Illumination Bureau we hope that you have gained something by listening today Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at PortfolioCreative.com. If you have a topic that you want to hear about, don't hesitate to send us an email at questions at PortfolioCreative.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate and review it, or share it with a friend.